Welcome to the Money Tree Real Estate Investor Podcast, where we learn from real estate professionals across the industry. They will share about how they got into real estate, the big wins they have celebrated, the mistakes they have made along the way, and the advice they have for anyone following in their footsteps. Money really does grow on trees. Hey everybody, it's William Holland here for another episode of the Money Tree Real Estate Investing Podcast. I've got a special guest, Amy Silvis, today. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Amy. Sure. Thank you so much for having me, William. This is really exciting. So yeah, my name is Amy Silvis. I'm the founder and principal of Silvis Capital. I live out here in Los Angeles, California with my husband, Joel, and I am a multifamily and flex industrial real estate investor. So my main job is to connect people with great investing opportunities. And we've been doing this on the active side for the better part of four years. It's been incredible. That's wonderful. I got to go to California last year and can't wait to get back. It's so beautiful. It's nice. It, it is. We, we feel very, very fortunate to live here. Yes, ma'am. Well, how did you get involved in real estate originally? Ooh, okay. How long do you have? We got um, an hour, two hours, hour. three hours. Perfect. Good, 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 good. Um, well, so the truth is I was born with a medical condition where I wasn't sure if I'd always be able to trade my time for money. It's a chronic progressive lung condition called cystic fibrosis. So by the time I was in high school or so, I was on this insatiable quest to figure out how to be able to support myself where my health might be failing, but I still had expenses and income that I needed to, uh, to, to take care of. So um, it, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that purple book I think a lot of us are familiar with and had an aha moment about, oh, even when I'm sick or unable to work, um, thankfully I'm able to, you know, I could earn passive income coming through. So uh, that was one of the, the aha moments for me. And I was on this, took about a decade long quest uh, to be able to get into real estate to generate passive income. That's amazing. So tell me a little bit more about cystic fibrosis. Um, is there is there a cure? You know, what what kind of things do you have to do to take care of, you know, your physical health? Sure, sure. Well, about a, mir a miracle medication came on the market for about 90% of us with CF about four years ago, right before COVID. Um, but yeah, up until a few years ago, it was a pretty, pretty tough illness to, to deal with. Um, Essentially, it's genetic. So my parents were silent carriers. They didn't know when I was born in 1981 that it was possible for them to have a kid with the illness. But um, yeah, it's characterized by lots of infections happening and uh, lots of hospital stays and lung deterioration. So um, it was it was a pretty rough go for for quite a bit, if I if I'm honest. Uh, but yeah, just so grateful for better health. Definitely, yeah. And I I just love your your personality. You know, we haven't met in person. Oh. Um, but I can just tell like you exude a, a joy and a happiness and, you know, you're just very fun to be around. Thank you so much. That's really kind of you. I have so much to be grateful for. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So you're in industrial, you're in multifamily. What do you like about those types of assets? Gosh. So I love the fact with multifamily that I can care for other people and create communities um, and, and really serve people. So you know, where we all live impacts our life so much. So um, generating profit is great. Obviously, I have investors that, you know, we all try to make money on our investment, but I believe that we can really, um, you know, do well by doing good, if you will, and, and really live out great values and principles of taking care of our residents. So 
I find that to be amazing. And then the flex industrial space, not as warm and fuzzy, if you will, but it's uh-huh. a nice diversification play. Um, triple net lease, if you all haven't heard of what that is, it's essentially where the tenants pay for taxes, insurance, as well as um, repairs and maintenance. So in times of high inflation, whew, that is a nice thing for tenants to have to pay as opposed to us owners. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about your first deal. Uh, what was it? What was your role? How did you find partners? How did you raise capital? And how did it turn out? Yes. Yeah, so my very first deal, I w- closed on a 58 unit, what's called a scatter site multifamily property. So essentially a bunch of fourplexes, eightplexes, tenplexes, just outside of Nashville, to Tennessee. And it was really the result of this aha moment where I realized, ah, large multifamily investing is a team sport. Um, you know, I always just kind of live life, do what I need to do. Didn't really realize how complex this industry can be and how much I could go further faster by partnering up with other people. So I found a more experienced group of multifamily investors and figured out what their needs were, what they were looking for. And so once I found this property, we were able to join forces together and um, you know get it under contract, do the due diligence, of course, raise the capital together and then own and operate the deal. So it was a great experience. That's amazing. Yeah. So how did that one turn out? Do y'all still have that asset? Did y'all sell it? Yeah, we sold actually after about 16 months, believe it or not. We projected a three-year hold, but that market, it's called Clarksville, Tennessee, about an hour northwest of Nashville, took off like a rocket ship. Um, And we, uh, we reached our pro forma rents and our business plan significantly earlier than expected. And thankfully, uh, got our investors the return they were looking for, helped some of the residents with some renovated units that they were really excited to pay for and had an exit there. That's amazing. So what is your what's your role today? You've got some some exits. You've got a lot of experience under your belt. What are you working on now? Yeah, so we currently have a two property portfolio in the amazing DFW area, which you know very, very well. I know. Yes. It's an incredible primary market with great economic drivers. You know the deal. Just so excited. And it's a tough market to crack into because it has so much institutional competition, rightfully so, because you know, it's just such a great market. So yeah, we are currently looking to close on that property uh, towards the beginning of July. Uh, we've just completed due diligence and our investors are incredibly excited about it. That's awesome. So what are some of the conversations that you're having with investors? You know, what are the objections? Because my experience is that objections have changed. I think there's a lot more concern with, you know, multiple banks failing and a lot of doom and gloom and the macroeconomic environment. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, you know, I think some of the things that investors are talking about, it really spans uh, the gamut in terms of their experience. Some veteran investors understand that real estate cycles were in possibly a different part of the cycle, but that doesn't mean that there isn't opportunity. So, you know, their big questions are, you know, what kind of debt do you have? Is it is it bridge debt? Is it fixed rate debt? If it's not fixed rate debt, do you have a rate cap? Everyone's very familiar with, with those, uh, those concepts now. Some of my newer investors, maybe they have some single family experience. Maybe they've been in REITs before. They don't really maybe don't have experience investing directly in multifamily. 
they're trying to differentiate between the single family market, how that cycles and what some upcoming risks may be, and the commercial multifamily market. Uh, they see a lot of similarities. So helping them understand, yes, there are some similarities, but here are some of the differences in terms of you know, our ability to control valuation, um, you know, the, where we might be in the cycle uh, and impact by interest rates. So a lot of education so investors can make the best decisions for themselves possible. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, part of the education that I'm trying to help give is, you know, just what's the strategy? You know, I think like just paying off, paying off like high interest rate debt that you have, you know, like continuing to learn as much as you can, because like you said, there's definitely deals out there, but there's not as many deals as there have been previously, you know, so just what can you do to like get yourself ready when that ride deal comes across the table? I love that. Yeah. Focusing on systems and processes and making sure the business is exactly where it needs to be to position yourself to take advantage of those opportunities is so brilliant. I love that. Passive investors in real estate are able to receive a check every month. Some people call that mailbox money. We say money really does grow on trees. Visit the website at biggerpictureholdings.com where we have a ton of free resources to help you learn more about planting your very own money tree. So it took you 10 years to get into real estate. Why did it take so long? <laughs> really good question. Um, so managing cystic fibrosis is a full-time job in and of itself. Again, I'm in a much better health space, thank God, because of uh, this miracle drug I've been on. But before that, before 2019, I had to do a lot of you know daily breathing treatments. So that took about an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half in the evening. And that's when I was well. When I wasn't well, then I was spending two, sometimes three weeks into uh, in the hospital dealing with virulent pneumonia and lung infections and such. So um, it was really hard to do that and then maintain a full-time job in healthcare where I used to work and then try to start a side hustle of investing in mm. real estate. So I definitely tried. I definitely gave it my best, but uh, having a few issues, unfortunately, just balancing it all, staying healthy, but it ended up as most things do in life, being a great opportunity for me to further my education. I ended up passively investing, which I think okay. all those years passively investing made me such a better uh, active investor now. So looking back, you know, God's timing's always right. <laughs> I completely agree with you. And I, I love that you mentioned God, you know, that's, that's something I can tell about you that you are a person of faith. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, um, my, my pastor said actually a few weeks ago in church that, you know, part of faith is, is knowing that God will help you do things that it's so clear that you are not doing on your own, that it's so clear God is involved and gives me goosebumps just to think about. But I think my story, one of the reasons I love telling it is it is so clear. I'm not doing this on my own. All the odds and statistics, um, say that I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing, but it's obvious to me and hopefully to others, you know, why I'm here, but it's with, with God's grace. Definitely. So, you know, we, we don't know each other that well, but I'd love to just share this little anecdote right now. So I quit my job in January of this year. So January of 2023, I decided to go full-time in real estate. Awesome. I, you know, sat down in prayer and I just asked myself, what is, what's the amount of money I need in savings to be able to take this leap of faith? And I looked at my 401k with my company and I had that amount and I said, I'm just going to do it. So to date, you know, I have not made a whole lot of money yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually, you know, when I was sitting down with the lady for coffee this morning, um, 
I hadn't like verbalized it or even thought about it, but I have not had to dip into my savings at all. So I kid you not, um, my, my mortgage payment, they decided that my escrow, I'd been paying too much. So they lowered my mortgage payment $300 a month and they gave me a $1,900 refund. So just this week, I, I had a, a medical surgery last year, you know, paid thousands of dollars. It was an ankle surgery um, and fully recovered, thankfully. But I got like a thousand, almost $1,100 back from something that I paid over a year ago now. You're you know, kidding. so it's like, I, I am not kidding about that. Like, that's wow. like $3,000 that like has appeared out of thin air, like pretty yes. much. Wow. So, Thank you for sharing uh, that. Oh, I've got goosebumps. Yeah, God is, God is good. I hadn't even yeah. thought about that today, but um, I just thought that would be worth sharing. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. That that's, yeah, that really uplifts me. That's really incredible. Definitely. Yes, ma'am. So we've talked a lot about real estate. We've talked about faith now. Um, you know, what, what's some of the biggest lessons that you've learned? Obviously you've got a really unique story and, you know, I think that's just such an inspiration. You know, you can speak to people that have cystic fibrosis, cystic fibrosis, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, but like what, what's your mission at this point in life? Yeah. You know, uh, my, my husband care quite a bit about our family. Um, and our goal is we come from very humble backgrounds. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we want to make sure both of our parents have dignified retirements um, after, you know, working so hard to raise both of us. Obviously, it's not easy to raise a disabled child. Um, my husband comes from pretty, um, a pretty low income, humble household. Above and beyond that, we don't have children of our own, but we're so excited to pour into children here in Los Angeles. Um, specifically, there's an organization called the Heart of LA. Um, that's an after school program for uh, children whose, you know, whose parents are working, you know, everyday working class folks. My husband benefited from after school programs growing up to really keep him on the straight and narrow and, mm. you know, develop, um, develop his, his intellect, his creative abilities, all of those things. So we're, we're really excited to, to pour our profit, not all of our profits, but a good amount um, into that type of organization, uh, as well as the 10% of people with cystic fibrosis that don't benefit from the miracle drug that I get to take. Uh, it breaks my heart every day that there are still people with my illness um, suffering in need of, of mm. better treatments. So, you know, we love what we do. Obviously, I'm sure you and your audience would agree money is helpful. Money is great. But for us, we're really, we feel like we're tasked to be a good steward of the money God gives us uh, and let the money flow through us in addition to, you know, of course, taking care of our, um, of how we live. So uh, that's a big driver for being in real estate. And we're really excited to see that through. Completely agree. And, and that was the biggest reason why I left my job. You know, I haven't, I, I had experience in construction management. So I got to manage $20 million worth of scope on a 26 story building. So wow. I feel confident in that arena. You know, I don't have a lot of repertoire in like acquiring real estate. Yeah. Um, but I, I took a leap of faith because like real estate has become my biggest ministry. You know, I get to wow. do this podcast. I get to have coffees all the time. I get to have phone calls all the time. And like I, I shared with the lady this morning that I got coffee with, like, I'm not here to like beat anybody with my beliefs, yeah. but like, this is my identity, you know, yes. and it's just amazing to be able to share that with other people. That's fantastic. Wow. Real estate's been your biggest ministry. That's going to sit with me. I really, really appreciate you sharing that. That's really cool. Yes, ma'am. So last question for you. What's your proudest accomplishment so far? Oh, 
what is my proudest accomplishment so far? Let's see. You know, I, I've spent a lot of time speaking to parents of children with cystic fibrosis. I am now of an age where I'm the same age or maybe even older um, than parents who are having children and raising them with this illness. And, um, you know, thankfully that the prognosis for the illness has changed quite dramatically. When I was born, my parents were told I'd live to be about nine years old. It's mm. significantly higher now, but it's still a scary and very daunting um, thing for a parent to have to go through. And I love being able to sit alongside parents who may be scared or unsure um, of what may you know, become uh, of their children or what their children may go through and to be able to show them, you know, what's possible, not on my own, you know, part of it is sharing my faith journey, but also the fact that, you know, it, there may be societal constructs or maybe limitations that doctors may put on children, but there's so much possibility now and hope uh, for their children to live long, fulfilling lives and um, to really live out their purpose. So I just love being able to serve in that way and care for, uh, you know, folks that live a similar experience and, and may be worried. So I think that's my biggest accomplishment. I love that, Amy. I appreciate you sharing that. So how can people get in touch with you? Yes. So I, just like we talked about earlier, uh, before we started recording, I'm big on LinkedIn. I love providing education, encouragement. So uh, my last name is a little funky, so I'm assuming you'll put it in the show notes. But if you search Amy Silvis on LinkedIn, you can find me there. And then I also have a website, uh, silviscapital.com. So you can learn all about what we do there. And I'd be delighted to meet anyone who's interested in learning more. Yes, I would love for them to meet you. You're an amazing person. Oh, how nice. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thanks, Amy, for joining. Yeah, thank you. This is great. Like and subscribe below. A new episode will air every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Are you looking for more content? Visit our website, biggerpictureholdings.com. And remember, money really does grow on trees.